All right. Um, welcome to uh, the barber shop and welcome to Razorpreneur. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. But the first thing which I want to do when we start a pod is, and many of you have been on it, is in three to five minutes, we want everyone to forget that this is a conversation that's being recorded on camera. It would be just the seven of us and that's it, nobody else in the room. Um, to set some context, right? Um, and you all saw our new razors. You all saw our new razors getting launched. We have a full set of Sensi razors. I also was lucky enough to shave some of you with them uh, before before we started. But it's a gaping hole in our portfolio. It's something that we have worked very hard to fill. So that was one theme. The second theme was we had started a property called the Barber Shop a year back. Rohit was the first guest on it. And um, it grew far faster than we had imagined. It captured the imagination of younger India. People who were watching the podcast were there to learn entrepreneurship. They were aspirational. They wanted to know how to build their own company, how to raise money, etc. etc. If you see the comments, like the views, it's all young India, aspirational India. Everyone's doing it. But isn't it a good thing? It's a great thing. It's a great thing if uh, if everybody started to build their own distribution. It's great. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. So I think content is a great game, right? So a lot of people try to build out content and commerce individually, and then try to marry them. But I think if you we built out commerce, instantly built built out content, and smartly named it Barbershop Razor's Edge, and started seeing how it can start helping our brands. And now Razorpreneur has become a. Uh, we are actually throwing the gauntlet here, okay? We're telling people that if you want to become an entrepreneur, step one is to know how to sell. Selling is super critical. Everything else, fundraising, strategy, investors, hiring, culture, people, marketing, all that comes later. But a founder's fundamental first skill um, and license to the seat at the table is to learn how to sell. And we are using Razorpreneur as a modus to tell people that if you learn how to sell, that's half the battle won. So today's launch of the Razorpreneur is actually bringing in people who have been experts at selling in their own fields, right? Uh, and actually talking about the sales experience and what sales means to you. Um, to give you a broader sense of what Razorpreneur is, you've seen the range. You have Sensi Smart 3, which is our 99 rupee three blade razor. They have Sensi Flow 4, which is our four blader. Sensi Flow 6, which is our six blader, right? We're going into colleges, they're going on YouTube, on Instagram, across the country and telling people that, you remember that Wolf of Wall Street game, Sell Me This Pen? Mm-hmm. They're actually flipping it and saying, Sell Me This Razor, right? And show me how you're going to do it. And we have amazing prizes for people to do it. For one month, we're going to run Razorpreneur. I'm going to take a truck full of inventory and go in, into each of the colleges investing in the e-sales, getting kids to come and sell. And I'm fairly confident that as a young brand, we will also learn from our razorpreneurs that how do you sell? And you know, what are some of the insights that are coming when you go into the market, when you go to your customers, when you go to your family members, to your WhatsApp groups, to your cousins, we'll have the top 10 razorpreneurs from India come in. We are going to invest uh, in them when they start their own companies. Um, we are going to bring them on the barbershop for a mega finale. And we have prizes for the best college, the most innovative sellers, the most viral seller, the most the person who sells the most. 
and i'm actually very excited Critics because choice of for best seller so mereko to ye hai ki mereko pata hi nahi aaj ke date mein jab hum chalu kar rahe hain ki kya kya aane wala hai are such a fascinating category it's no one has really spoken about it we're a young brand out of india 7 years old we don't have a, we don't really have you know we have to use all the punches that we can kind of gather to play a role in the markets when it comes to sales there are a lot of strategies that sound smart but don't actually kind of fructify in a way that you imagine them to be something even like red bull like owning energy and then sending going into colleges and they were very smart throughout like i remember someone telling me that red bull had this campaign where outside bars at night they would crush red bull cans the brand would crush red bull cans and just throw them around every bar show the money just to show how much people are actually buying red bull it was not consumption but we just show and tell and a lot of that because then they own people jumping off yeah, yeah, balloons yeah. that it's all based on by state it's outstanding what they did over the years but is in sorry. india or red bulls uh, college strategy was simple they should send these red bull girls and yeah, yeah. those red bull yeah. girls would just go and you ask any boy on campus to hold a red bull and take a picture <laughs> and if a girl asks you politely you're not going to say no so i'll click like personally click like 10 photos of red bull even though i's not thinking at that point but and they were like they were well paid college kids who yeah, would kind of get a great yeah, style yeah, and correct yeah they and it actually touched the aspiration of a 20 year old of course energy like and so on yeah but what like uh, shandan comment to you like you when we spoke before you said that there are some fundamental selling principles that are common across whether you're selling a brand whether you're selling a service or you're selling a company it's a two minute elevator pitch two hour uh, distributor meet whatever it is the fundamental principles of selling are unchanged are unchanged what are those just shed some light and then all of us have like a lot of experience on that yeah we'll take notes i i tell you <laughs> yes i'll tell you a story and this story goes back away it goes back to the early 90s I guess all of you are somewhat familiar with a game called American baseball. Yes. Yeah. So, if you go back to the 60s and 70s, American baseball was very much part of the ethos of suburban America. Father-son bonding. Yeah. That is where their lifetime relationships and they would go on. Then when you got into the 80s, obviously more and more things and activities started coming out for that kid so they did not really go with the old man and an auto for us in a dusty stadium somewhere so this game was collapsing studio attendances were coming down there was a guy who came as uh, the general manager of the Atlanta Braves and i remember he was speaking to us uh, at a conference in uh, PNG in Cincinnati I forget his name and name is unimportant. He completely turned around what he did in that stadium. And attendance took off. Family started coming back mm. and this spread everywhere. So as he everyone all of us say, so seller last day what did you do? It <laughs> he had one very simple response. I asked her what she wanted and I gave it to her. Okay. So so the fundamental principle of selling is the moment you call it selling you're coming from your point of view. Yeah. It's like when we were talking in the morning and you started telling me all these wonderful features of this lovely razor, aloe vera, wait and I don't care. Yeah. right because that's what it ordered to me 
So what you want to do is not sell. What you want to do is give someone something they want. And that starts with which a lot of us don't understand. Oh, human nature causes us to start thinking of all the things that excite me about my offering. Correct. You see this in meetings, in company. You're trying to sell something to management. Yeah. You're giving a full spiel. Because you're trying to demonstrate everything you know. Yeah. As opposed to thinking, what does he want? You're in front of a big audience. Understand the audience, what do they want? Give it. Now you figure out how to make business sense out of that. That's your problem. So, so almost stop calling it selling. Yeah. The moment you are selling, you are pushing something. What you got to do is figure out what they want. Give it to her. But in some cases, create the want. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, the, most of the breakthroughs come by someone figuring out what people want, but don't yet realize that they want. Yeah. Till you give it to them. And they're all breakthroughs, all true, true breakthroughs come from that. Yeah, that's true. Like I didn't, I didn't know I cared about dandruff until I started seeing the ad. Yeah, really? Bring it one level further. It's not how big the market is. It is 
how big the idea is. Yeah. Yeah. If the idea is big, now it then your job yeah. to execute it in a way that it becomes uh, financially big. Correct. Is a very good but, example. But Shant, you know, there is this myth about what investors really want. Yes. Right. Now it's just a question: how big the market? That doesn't necessarily mean. Ten billion dollars is the answer to why you would get that investment or check or whatever, right? As an entrepreneur, I think before I became an investor, somebody told me this, which I always stayed with me. He said, "You know, we went after there were I/O board which was inside the computer and said we went after owning ninety percent of a still large enough but small market versus one percent of a large computer market. It's also how you position, yeah. right?" So it's if you treat that just as a question, entrepreneurs try too hard to answer how big is the market, Correct. and then you lose the authenticity. It just sounds like yeah. fluff that you put together. Yeah. Nothing sells better. Doesn't matter employees, entrepreneurs, uh, somebody you're dating. Doesn't matter authenticity. You lose that. There is nothing there. Yeah. People can smell it, sense it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So this question, how big is the market? That some reason entrepreneurs seem to. Uh, feel overwhelmed about is the question I hate the most. Yeah. It's just one of the hundred questions. Yeah. It's not the determining factor to why you get that investment or but, not. No, but Mario, I tell you what, any banker, when you at a very senior level, the nuance of market sizing is understood by by investors. But if you look at associates, analysts, mm-hmm. bankers, first question is market kitna bada because they want to sell upward. Look, it's our firm. We train them. So don't underestimate. I mean, I know. Lot of people have this also myth that investors are largely stupid. Maybe we are. Who knows? But, <laughs> but I think a little bit of credit. Yeah. Okay, don't ever underestimate the other party. That's what I would say. You know, uh, I I think it's just a question, Shantanu. At least from my perspective, right? It's not the make or break decision making because people don't get it. Otherwise, why would we invest in a space company? We really don't know what the market size is. Yeah. But the power of the idea. And yeah. the capability of the founder to continue to reinvent themselves first and foremost, right? Yeah. You weren't doing razors yeah. seven years back, yeah, when we put and the yeah, five years hence, maybe you'll be doing you know female uh, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, you haven't sold any to me yet. So, <laughs> so. during the day, they know the consumer. Exactly. I think it's a filter. So, it's a filter question more than yeah, anything else. I don't think it's as, as we said. It's not the main thing. It's not but even it's a filter. It's a yeah. test. It's a testing question. Correct. You know. Yeah. So if, see your thinking. You, yeah. If you said, look, it's small now, but I'm going to capture that, and I'll continue to reinvent. Yeah. If one is really convinced about it, that's still good enough. You know. I don't know. The, the, the one I, thing which I'll say is that if you take the biggest company yeah. in the world, right? Really, really big companies. Uh, or the modernists, like the last ten, twenty years, all of them have created markets. Yeah. Bar none. So, for example, Airbnb turned every piece of real estate yeah. in the world to a leasing market. To a leasing or a uh, uh, you know hotel opportunity. Whereas, if you there, imagine how many hotels are there, that answer would have been much more finite. Yeah. Right. If you look at uh, Uber, right. So all these markets were created. Catering to a very basic human need yeah. at the end of the day, but not in the conventional TAM sense. Yeah. But it's a question of risk capital. I I personally think the risk capital in the US, for example, is far more uh, benevolent towards such ideas. The risk capital in India is far more conservative on such ideas. Yeah. Yet, and hence the search for more definite 
determinate markets. Yeah. Right. So it's a function of where you are, what, which phase you are in. Like, for example, the reason deep sizes happen that way in India is because risk capital comes with a certain definition. Yeah. The LPs also have a certain expectation out of market, right? Will it, is it changing? Yes, slowly. Yeah. Right. So I, I genuinely believe large outside companies are never going to be created within TAMS. Yeah. Right. They yeah. always will break TAMS and completely redefine how markets are thought of. Like Uber fulfilled the basic human need to ask the driver how much money he makes every month. Yeah. We didn't know we had that need. Right. When Uber came along, I realized that's what I truly wanted. Yeah. Yeah. No, it also depends a bit on your starting point, right? Look, if you're a category creator, there's a different way to understand what the potential of the idea could be is. Yeah. If you're a number two or a number three player, then <laughs> the relevance of TAM or market size becomes very important. Yeah. Yeah. And also the situation is very dynamic. And so, for example, when Boat looked at the headphones market, mm-hmm. at a 5,000 rupee price point, the market was a certain oh, yeah. amount. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you say, if I can democratize and bring headphones at 2,000 rupees, all of a sudden that market Explodes. can be much, yeah. much bigger. Yeah. I mean, and so a little bit depends again on what assumptions you are taking about you know, consumer behavior, consumer appetite to buy, and that answer will keep on changing again over over time. And it's I think just yeah. to uh, add to what Vivek said, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. If, if you look at uh, another favorite topic is, uh, you know, India is a market of 10 crore people to sell to. Yeah. Some number, like 8, 10, 12, it depends on who you're speaking with. And it almost seems like a gospel truth. Yeah. Everybody spews it, everybody believes it, right? <laughs> and five years back, the number was 5 crore. Yeah. Yes. Five years hence the number will be 17 crores. Sorry. But I, I still say that's the wrong number. For a simple reason that the, if you look at India today, right, and I'm just confining to India, India is digitally equalized yeah. and financially equal. So the girl sitting in July or Sambalpur is watching the same Tanmay's reel in your show right. as somebody sitting in GK. Right? Yeah. So they're already digitally equalized. Correct. Right? What they don't have is purchasing power. And so as purchasing power rise, the job of selling anything is going to be that much easier. Yeah. Because you know what? They've been sold. Already. They've been waiting for money in their hands. Aspirations have been created. Right? So it's a very different way. I'll give you another like live example from two days back. I was with my daughter in the US. She's playing golf and her favorite thing is when she finishes the game, uh, her de-stress time is to go to Alta or a Sephora. For a right? Day. Every day, exact routine. Huh. Finish the game, go take shower, head to Sephora, Alta, right? huh. which is the beauty stores. So right. She's 11. Huh. And they have brands which I've never heard of. Yeah. Adriana Grande and yeah. all kinds, right? She knows them all. Wow. She told me, this is that influencer, this is Adriana Grande. She's a very famous person, the perfect shit. Right? <laughs> uh, and this is this person, this is by the way, and you know what? She's not just digitally equalized within India. She's 11, she's digitally equalized globally. globally. Yeah. Correct, right? Yeah. It is phenomenal. It's the first time she stepped into the store, but she knows all the banks. So I think what you're saying is awareness over here, right? Awareness? Now the awareness yeah. is there. Second is availability, which again becomes easier. Yeah. Third is access, access, which is again, do you have the financial wherewithal to afford the yeah, product? Selling has right? changed dramatically. Yeah. I don't think selling is the same anymore, right? Yeah. I, 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 my, my first job was a medical representative, right? I sold. Really, like, really, really, really sold. Yeah. 
that is that is considered the hardest job right because like if you want to be humble in life you'll start there right itni itni laate padti hai ki matlab hum kaise kiya why did you do that are is just to earn pocket money because मामारे जमाने में ऐसा हुआ था तो बहु जब तक वो ऐसा वो पूरे सब कुछ ना कर ले तब तक क्वालिफाई नहीं आई आई डोंट थिंक वी विल डू दैट राइट आई वी डिड द हार्ड हार्ड यार्ड्स राइट आई थिंक जस्ट डूइंग हार्ड यार्ड्स इज इनसफिशिएंट इट मे बी स्टिल अ गुड लाइफ स्किल टू लर्न बट आई जेन्युइनली बिलीव पीपल नीड टू डू द डिजिटल हार्ड यार्ड्स नाउ टुडे टू अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट सेलिंग मींस आई जस्ट आई थिंक दैट concept of selling as we knew it will become very passe for every category i don't know i tell you the example 10 years ago if you wanted to buy a fan what would you do bodo bodo electronics something see there's a neighbor yeah. of yours who had bought a fan area consalia yeah maybe maybe a relative had bought warranty kitne saal ki correct then finally you would go and you would go to the dukandar yeah. and you would ask him tumhe fancy got no bloody type for you in any case right yes right and you would select today yeah more than 75% of people who buy fans and he sells uh, a crore of fans a year i tell the ball yeah we sell a lot of fans a lot of bats right <laughs> uh, 75% of people who buy fans in india go through the discovery process digitally mm-hmm. amazon and all the places starting Six. from be at google or, uh, today if you want to buy a fan mm-hmm. what do you do yeah. you go to the net and you type fan yeah. <laughs> and the first result is only fan <laughs> and this is not just b2c no. by the way yeah yeah b2b yeah. so the entire discovery process now now what does that what you said how does it change the the selling task now my ability to actually communicate with these 300 400 million people has dramatically changed mm-hmm. i did not have any access to them at different points of their journey mm-hmm. to tell them this is the kind of fan you need if you have a room this size yeah this is how the color can look in this this is how yeah. the energy you know i didn't i you do not want to get that word of mouth you really not want to get that from a dubanda yeah so that ability to now leverage that digital backbone which india is outstanding i mean in the, there's no country in the world which has built a digital backbone from big yeah. name when i change the whole way you want to approach it this is so pro so because sorry uh this sort pro because now i see messages in my email or inbox there are a lot of young kids if they when they want to tell you say i want to work with you earlier it used to be you know long paragraph with a resume <laughs> now a lot of the smart kids what they do is they just send you saying i'd love to work with you here's an instagram page that i like, grew to 20000 followers wow. yeah boom drop mm-hmm. it's like dude i now immediately know you get how to build distribution yeah. right and the page could be about anything 
Yeah. Beats could be about golf. It could be about it could be about just memes. Yeah. But if you can build some sort of distribution, that to me is a sure shot sign that you know how to build distribution and sure. you know how to sell. The fact that you call an Instagram page distribution itself is fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It's it is. Because it is. it's not intuitive by the correct. Yeah. So I mean, just coming Chance back to so the hard yards, hard yards uh, thing that Rohit talked that's about. Great, that's a great. That point. hard yards thing. The definition of hard yards changed. So. Shantanu and I trained at the same company. Yeah. He did 18 months of van sales. By the time in the same company I came for that training, it had got compressed yeah. into 18 weeks. Okay. Which started with, why don't you load the van first? So you have to go to the place and load the van. But after two days, they say, okay, now you learned how to load the van. Now you go and clean the bottles in the shelf. Yeah. And then you go to the next step, which is you go with the van guy and see what he's doing. Then you collect cash. The most difficult thing which I always felt that was to tally the cash at the end of the day. Correct. But now there's no cash to tally. Correct. Right? So everything is on Paytm and UPI and things like that. But the modern version of that, when right. I have yeah. cash <laughs> overnight in <laughs> the wind, modern. Is digital. So now when yeah. we train people new, we say, okay, here's an Amazon page. Why don't you optimize it and show me how you can increase the conversion and keep at it till you get to a certain number. Or here is a new product, launch it online and show me. Or do distribution or set up an Instagram. So the hard yard has changed, but the fundamentals of the hard yard remains the same, right? Yeah. Uh, what are the fundamentals? How do you sell? What is distribution? Uh, how, how do you get it? How do you get share of mind, share of shell. All these things are not going to change. Yeah. Uh, it's just the medium which keeps changing over time. But you know, Arjun, I think the implications are very profound, right? Because what all of you are saying is, at the end of the day, the role of sales, which used to be far more around demand generation, yeah. is moving far more towards demand fulfillment now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because generation of demand through discovery can happen through lots of different things. So what would make a salesperson very successful in the past that's changing far more to ensure that products are actually available, mm -hmm. developing much more deeper relationships on the ground. ground. Yeah, you know, so from hunting, it's actually becoming a little bit more farming, farming. Yeah. in many ways. It is. Mm -hmm. it is. But the thing is, I, 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 example, today, if a restaurant is born in India, 9.9 .9 or 10 chances, they will seek us out. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? It is just natural. It's nothing, yeah. is, is what we do, right? Yeah. Now, that's the easiest part. The the tough part becomes how right. do you sort of get them onboarded, how mm. does the menu look like, uh, how do you write content, uh, how do you do discounting, or discovery. don't do it, or discovery, right? Relationship management. That farming, customer cohort, CRM, which customers, cold start problems, that becomes like, this is all farming. It's not like selling because yeah. somebody had to go and yeah. really get them in a, uh, you know, very sort of, let's, you have five meetings and then you convert someone. Yeah. Right? So it's still. But I'll also come to at least my theory on something which are eternal still. But we can catch on that whenever it's relevant. So you're saying like selling and building have actually become quite interwoven. I think so. Because again, if I go back a long time in the past, first of all, no one even used to use the word build. Now if you see anyone's LinkedIn profile, they say building this, building that, building this company. But no one used to say that I'm yeah. building. Yeah. You're always selling. Yeah. And building was a different act which happened in R&D or by marketing somewhere or else and selling happened somewhere else. Yeah. 
but like if i see a modern company like most of you are in the modern companies but i i get to see shantanu in his company quite closely there's almost no difference between selling and building Maybe. because everyone in the company is doing all of that all of the time together because they're just so interlinked yeah and what is what we used to call selling is really just the last mile now yeah it's just the final as you said it's the final fulfilling but you know, it takes a lot to fulfill like, but yes exactly yeah. i mean we but the, to me with what you said something first till eternal i think everything today is so much noise everyone can get digital everyone can build an insta page everyone right. can you know everyone literally right but the hard part is really how do you rise through the clutter let's assume distribution you can get right but people are so tuned out yeah. of this noise the real hardcore problem which we selling is art of communication at the end of the day medium doesn't matter what is it that you are communicating why should it why does it matter to you because people buy since they can sense what your passion your purpose is and second why should it matter to them like you said right mm. so those two have effective can you communicate doesn't change you know and i think that more and more brands think i can just go digital yeah. and everybody is going digital in fact um skittles yeah. uh you know they did a broadway show uh and they got so much more and it's a old fashioned way of doing a broadway show because everybody is digital yeah. right so how do you in fact the problem has amplified How do you rise above the clutter? Right. It's such an important yeah. question. The other day, someone came to me. I said, "What? Well, I want to ask you also." They came for this. One of the this whole content creation has become a investment thesis. Yeah. That through content, I want to sell commerce. I want to do yeah. social commerce. This and that, right? And their first page, which I think I missed the damn question was, there are now eight crore content creators in India. And I said, there are eight crore content creators in India. Yeah. And they were very confident that they they are content creators. And I said, okay, fine, interesting. But then that's that's true. Now everyone. Now the thing which I struggle with on content is that when you're creating content, you're so a lot of bullshit data over there. This is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> if anyone content. gives you such an accurate number, then it's <laughs> it's like. But let's assume yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But the thing with content is consumers who are consuming digital content have very low purchase intent. Yeah. So to rise above the clutter is hard because you can't sell. If you're yes. making content, yeah. you can't sell. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a let me give you a point of view on this um, because I double underline this point. Like is the posted a reliever effort, the focus, the learning, the creativity, the insight, the training. which goes into the creation of the actual communication of content what has collapsed dramatically barrier to entry is super low okay yeah. right i remember uh, i mean leveraging my age when i grew up in this field i was not bothered about the media channel which would be for yeah. my entire focus and effort and months or years would be spent on making that content which works then some computer would yeah. figure out the right way to send it out yeah be it plays in cinemas mm. or something else on television or now on thing now right. here's my theory on why that's happened mm. people love numbers mm. okay right now in the digital world you can get numbers left right center upside down oh. 
these numbers were never available in older types of media. You'd have reach frequency, thank you very much, right? Now you can slice it, you can dice it, you can figure out whether this guy is sleeping when you get to him or not. Yeah. The current generation, and frankly, people like me also, get caught up in the PowerPoints made with these numbers. Mm -hmm. The first part, however, which is the actual content, requires judgment. Mm -hmm. It requires insight. It requires um, a management decision which takes some risk because there isn't a number which he, can, he, or she, he or she can fall back on to yeah. justify the decision. And that balance, to my mind, is why you see lots of good stuff. Right. But you see so much yeah. crap, it's not funny. Correct? Yeah. Which right? of you on this? I wanted to actually ask you on this. Sorry, last, last yeah, slide, and then you go this. So people come to me today and they come and say, talk of, look at this effectiveness calculation, mm -hmm. this ROI calculation. <laughs> and my answer back to them is always, the biggest ROI driver is if you can step change the quality of your communication, whatever vehicle that's carried on. Yeah. Right? And people come with this traditional story nowadays of, oh, but advertising takes time to work. Not at all. If you crack it, you can see it the next week. Or oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Is it a critical mass of distribution, access, scale that we If you're looking, if you're a mass scale brand, the key is there's a critical mass within your target group. So if your target group is two people, yeah. you better get to both of them. Yeah. If your target group is 200 crores, there's not much point getting to 10 million. Yeah. So of course, there's a bit more, but within your target group. There's a thought experiment, Alec. So, um, if you think about lyrics, yeah. you'll remember lyrics of more old songs than new songs. Yes. Is it broadly true? Yes. Mm. Like, yeah. new picture songs, four sentences are written. It's difficult. But you take a short song to sing the full song. Or age factor with us. Amazing. I'm actually reflecting on it. Yeah. Now it's like that age. It's a big bag on it. Zumka gilare bari lagi. Shandra will be okay. Shandra will be okay. Since I left college. Everyone says that. Jim Roshan Nota Bajaj. Right. There are ads that you remember. And people say they were better ads. I think that's wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just that those ads played Wednesday though and correct and Sunday though was everything. Yeah. Right. There were eight and modes of distribution and saw hammered enough. Yeah. Wednesday though and Sunday though and we're home. And there's nothing else you saw. So, yeah. You saw those ten ads. Correct. Right. Correct. And it just grew on you like a yep. run. Totally. Right? For you and that there was those ads just run for six months. Yeah. The same ad was run for six months. Now, the same Ramayana and and Chitral ke pehle Chitral ke baad. Okay. So I genuinely think that. That is true that great content was created. Great content took break. It's, it's damn hard today. Damn. Right? It is damn, damn hard. Mom. Now it takes Amul to print that ad in the same place for generations. Yeah. For it to still register as a... Yeah. I was tired of its own. Think of like how many clutter breaking ads have you really seen in the last one year? There's too many. Huh. Right? Clutter is too it's much. Just, there's great content out there. Man. Far superior to probably what the future previous generations ever made. That's my belief. Yeah. But it is just a different world where there are what six hundred ninety channels, 
on television, uh, one like channels on YouTube, okay. Insta, this it is just incredibly hard. But so, yeah. so creativity, and and hence, uh, at least, just my last under in my at least people who manage social media and all, if they do not offend my sensibilities often, I don't think they're doing it. That's the bar, is it? That's the bar. Because frankly, yeah. I am not the consumer. I don't even understand that generation as well. Correct. As they do, and for me to as management to start judgment on their content, right, is very presumptuous. But I want to actually right. talk to you about this a little bit in terms of content which breaks clutter. Hmm. You started off in comedy, right? And you know, I remember your like I told you in the canvas laugh factory. I saw you in 2011 when I just joined McKinsey, like going to your show when you and Rohan. Mm. I think she opened for you or the other mm. way around or something mm. like that. Mm. From then to now where you are actually amongst the people who is breaking the clutter consistently through content and you do very interesting stuff by the way mm. from podcasts on NFTs to you know um, uh, entrepreneurial games mm. to comedy to talking to people who play chess online. So you have figured out that there are niches and I think there's a very scientific approach to getting to your consumers and selling to them. Uh, mm your brand and your message which you do very successfully but what what is it that has changed in the digital equalized world that makes it what a, like what's the hard yards in the digital world that you are that you are actually putting in now um actually this is i actually agree with a lot of what what he was saying um you know when aib used to be a just a youtube channel it used to output twice a month like two videos a month i used to call hours this is in two th- between 2011 to 2016-17. We used to put out two videos a month and I used to call our writers snipers then. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is and at that point getting a million views was a lot. Wow. And then I remember around 2015-16, I started spending a lot more time with the Airbnb social media team. Oh. Right? Because they were outpost they were posting five times a day. Right, so their feedback loop was a lot more, yeah. and we grew our social media very, very quickly. Right, there was a bunch of young. There were, there were the social media team was younger than the video writing team. Uh, they were taking more shots at the dart than the video writing team, which means their consumer insight was a lot sharper. Like what ended up happening was that the social media team would come and tell us, "Sing kis cheese ke upar video banao," because wo din mein paanch baar baat karte mm-hmm. logon ke saath, unko mm-hmm. pata hai ki kya chal raha latest. So we need something more evergreen because stuff is changing every week now. So I think feedback loop is really important. That's why I, I really like it when people build their own distribution because building their own distribution means that's the digital hard year today, which is going out, selling every single day, realizing if I do X, then Y is the response. If I do X, then Y is the response. When you do this 50 times over, is that's when you start understanding, okay, this is what selling in the, in the digital age means. In fact, I was telling someone the other day saying, I love working with brand teams where I write ads now. I love working with brand teams where somebody on the brand team has done some sort of an artistic skill in their life. Koi poet ho, koi drummer ho, ya kuch bhi ho. Kiki unko pata hai audience ke saamne ek baba. Kaise bulwana hai. Correct. Right? So once you know it in one field, it becomes easier for you to judge what is good in another automatically. Like you see musician or uh, comedian ko saath na bitho, ek, ek wavelength pe rehte hai. Dolo ko pata hai ki yeah, yeah. audience se vaba yeah, kaise yeah. nikalwana hai. To agar aapko audience se vaba kaise nikalwana aata hai, you're automatically a better judge of an idea as well. Right? It's not just about creating the idea, no, it's no, also the, about judging. Second thing which, which you said is this rap ability which a digital world through create this rapid feedback loop. Yeah. 
to learn with low risk and keep repeating. You know, because yeah. if I again convert that to the old world, it's different. But it is the way we used to talk to our guys who are going store to store, the salesman, because he is hey, the first person. Hey. Right. When, so when you launch a product and you put it into the distribution channel, it takes three, four months before right. you can speak to a consumer. Only a one shot, the right? first, first guy, you, within the first two days, you're picking up the phone and speaking to the sales guy. Yeah. Correct. He catches the crack, yeah, etc, etc. That was the old yeah. feedback. Correct. This is a pop. Is the new feedback. Also, it's more yeah. direct. Correct. Because we were going through a middleman, which is okay. the feedback of the storekeeper. Yeah. Correct. Your guys are now going directly direct to consumer to yeah. the person who you're selling to. Yeah. And that rapid turnaround, yeah. which is all these war yeah. rooms like, and all that. So if you remember, whenever we launched a new product, mm. we would be sent on the first day to sell with the salesman. Yeah. And you would do 25 stores at least with the salesman. And the pitch that you started with in the morning, you would see the salesman modify, 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 modify. By the 25th store, he would be selling very easily and the pitch would change. So they would Correct. be exactly Correct. this digital version of it in the real world. Correct. Right. And then you would go back like as a assistant brand manager, you would go back and talk to the trade market manager and say, listen, I think we need to change the Modify pitch. the plot. plot and, right. and then the whole plot would go back out and it would change. And then you would go back maybe a week later, spend a day, see. So it was an iterative process even then, except that it was not so glamorized and sexified. I didn't have a social media team where right. you would have things coming up on but screen uh, in front but of uh, Principle, the principle is, the same. is the same, but the technology now enables you to do that actually much better. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. need to recognize it as a huge but The risk uh, of that is, and I call it the curse of the NBA. Correct. <laughs> which is typically you have a bunch of very left brained engineers. I've got an NBA. We are victims of that, right? But you have uh, uh, engineers, MBAs. And right, everyone is focused far more on the science of selling, yeah, right? Yeah. But the art of selling, selling, you're focusing on hardware, but what about the software? Because effective selling is about relationship management. It's about winning both the heart and the mind of your customer. The art of The soul of selling, you know, right? That can get lost because we try and make it too formulaic, right? We focus far more on journey plans and uh, line selling and all those hardcore metrics. And the risk is then do you yeah. actually lose ultimately, I, you know, can I tell you the a funny, of selling. funny story of uh, yes. to reinforce it? Then the gentleman will be stay unnamed. Right. He was on, so he had joined the company recently and was on the sales training stand. And he was uh, so young and we had. Correct. With one old Caesar, 30-year-old frontline salesman. Every winter, we used to go to every chemist and sell a VIX of crop promotion. And the only attempt of the sales guy was to sell cases of cases of food. So, this young MBA goes there, right. looks at this shop, chemist shop, but it seems to have enough VIX of crop to last them for the next century. <laughs> Asks, asks the retailer, how much normally do you sell a month? Retailer gives him some answer. Guy punch calculator and says, oh, give me back so much stock. <laughs> that <laughs> old salesman <laughs> collapsed and died. Yeah. But Shantanu, so as a, as a uh, left-brained engineer, <laughs> that I, Sorry, buddy, uh, so no, 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 it's maybe, a good thing because I hear that part. identity very it's proudly. Then, correct. There's a middle brain. No, no, you know, but you need that left brain also. So, and I really wear that identity proudly. People ask me how I associate myself. I do still associate myself as an engineer. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
So, you know, for me, I'll tell you the turn off is when people start talking about marketing as it's that is the most important thing, right? Your product. And for me in a pitch, if I don't hear from you, what really is your product? Yeah. And you don't have the deep, deep, deep passion and understanding of the detail of your product. All marketing is just fluffs and waste, right? And I see so much, I won't name, even today, well-funded, millions of dollars, great marketing. But I'm not a consumer of that product and that shows over time. People right. don't want to consume products. They may love your ads. They may love your marketing. They may love your creativity, the genius of that. But I think there is enough that's not talked about on what exactly are you selling, yeah. right? And why? So much of this is all about content. But content really, I mean, doesn't matter as much as the authenticity, the genuineness of your product. And today, more and more people think that just somehow, you know, marketing solves all problems and it solves no problem unless you really, really are at the fronting frontage. I agree with you. In the sense, marketing cannot sell for average or a bad product. That I completely agree. But sometimes in a competitive environment where some product is good at some things, the other one is better at something else, targeting becomes important and then telling a compelling story because the consumer feels for your product beyond just the function. At least in my category, for example, if I look at shaving cream, there are 25 shaving creams out there. Some people will like some fragrance, some people will like more lather, some people will like, you know, the way it kind of sits on the brush, some different things will be like but if if I tell someone hey look at my charcoal shaving cream by the way it's grey in colour so when you wash your face it feels like it, it's getting cleaner the fragrance is 3% which is much higher than the market it's also priced in this much so I'm now kind of telling and it's this really cool new brand which is made in India and it's an Indian brand it's startup and it's stop using all the stuff that you've been using for years use mine if I can tell that compelling story even though my product may not have superiority above the others which is a lot it may be incremental but when people are using my shaving cream, I want to make sure that they fall in love with it I, and my product. You're right, you're, I mean, but like he earlier mentioned, right. the breakthrough companies right. such as they are, don't forget, haven't just been marketing geniuses. They actually have been no, no, product no, no, geniuses. It starts with the product. I mean, yeah. like, but, uh, and I 100% agree with you, right? It's got to be based in the product and you build on it. Otherwise, it's uh, flim flam. However, let me give you a current trend I am seeing, which I don't think is good. No. Okay. Product. People are tossing widgets <laughs> into their products, which really meet no meaningful consumer meat. And that is not a good thing. So, uh, LED lights, wonderful technology, outstanding in every way, the, the light quality, energy, everything. Okay. Is it really meaningful to me that my bulb can give 99,000 colors? <laughs> That's like distro publishing so, of the world, so, you know. So, you know, so people, uh, because of tech, hardware technology is right now allowing yeah. uh, yes. so much widgeting yeah. on the forward. I guess in the in the current uh, lexicon, it is uh, no one has found the killer app yeah. for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're throwing things, and that is a negative part. But uh, the pro it has to start with the product. Mm -hmm. But on the product, which is the functional superiority or the distinctiveness, 
it needs to for a long lasting brand to be created it needs to leverage up to some form of purpose or emotional need etc and these develop over time uh pampers i think which you also worked on is a good story pampers started with a hardcore technology uh-huh. which was better absorption so keep yep. babies dry but over time this first leveled up to let your baby sleep all night therefore your baby actually grows and develops better and becomes healthy you know so it, yep. therefore you are uh, a great mother so you leverage it up to no that's it is not the problem now the father's also <laughs> this is uh, uh, so i yeah. told you i was yeah. old <laughs> <laughs> no if you just just to complete yeah. the thought one is this paradox of choice right so we just tend to give the consumer so much mm-hmm. choice sometimes the consumer also doesn't want the choice yeah. because they're bombarded with like 50000 decisions to make a day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know frankly i don't care mm-hmm. uh, after the first at least for myself mm-hmm. after the first six colors of my led right i don't care about the colors i i don't even know the names of the colors after, after yeah. i don't have names yeah. you know, i'm sure that i'm sure that like at home my wife knows at least if i know 6 she knows 60 but even after 60 she doesn't know 9 and like don't know fushia yeah example. yeah no idea i have no idea is it a food so <laughs> so so you have to draw the line somewhere but w- what is changing about selling and where marketing also becomes important and some people see it as fluff some people don't is product is now becoming experience so yes you must have a great product or at minimum a parity product but a parity product can be overcome with a superior experience combined with it and when you take the full package it's a superior offering yep. to the consumer so this extension of product into experience is a big trend which i think a lot of the new age companies are doing very very well especially in india but also in us europe and all these places uh where the long standing companies 30 40 50 years they tend to miss out on that and they really focus only I on mean, product superiority they, no you're right think of uh, digital payments in india be google pay or phone pay or whatever you use what a wonderful experience yeah. huh yeah. i mean i i no longer have to stand out in front of the panwala think oh do i have change do i not have change yeah. it's just so the experience is just better it's not the product works yeah it's a notable product has to work this will take build on what vani said if i take uh, because we've been t- discussing physical products hmm. but take a platform mm-hmm. right which doesn't have a physical product per se but like we have a three sided platform yeah. we have consumers restaurants and delivery partners yeah. so it's it's quite intriguing uh and i always at least emphasize to my team saying the biggest sales hack mm. is a better product mm. like so if my sales person is sitting with the restaurant partner and dealing with objections mm. right it's time wasted so kill it at the product level take everything which is a distraction kill it at the with the product like improve the recon improve things like give self service like 90% of the things that person is selling today or doing things should not be happening in the first place yeah that's the biggest product will be hack that you can do for the sales person right and i genuinely feel uh that's a part of a mist so when you look at sales force transformation if we don't make in consulting is we do a lot bunch of that stuff mm-hmm. right we'll always focus on input yeah. management daily sales call all those are important super important right but the moment you have a so infinite product you have very low productivity right so i i resonate with that like i think like for the old fashion you know this hard yards how to just throw yeah. the baby with the bath water as they say you know uh, my kids are obviously uh, at a different generation 
But I put my daughter through two years of working in a cafe. Okay, because, wow. you know, you understand as a part-time, right? She still finished college. That was important. But my point is the hard yards are important. Most founders think I just sit in a room, I can be an influencer and that's good enough. I think how do you really, and then you lose the actual human touch, right? And which you got through the hard yards. And they were all intrinsics that you learned. And the intrinsics and soft skills are as equally important because, you know, be whatever that version is, going out to make the delivery or going out to sit into, you know, that particular, uh, uh, whatever problem solving. And in my case, you know, engineer, whatever, I would do one week of QA on our own product, right? right. Software product, right? So before release. And it was a question of, can I find any bugs? And whatever yep. that yeah, yeah, yep. is. But yeah. today, so much of that is lost because everybody eats this Kool-Aid or drinks this Kool-Aid that I need to be an influencer. I need to do personal brand marketing as a CEO and all of this. For Shantanu, that. like, yeah, you know, no. and some are good at it, like Shantanu is. Yeah. But to me, there's a time and a place for that. But it's not a replacement for you really, really yeah. being able to touch and feel your customer and being really understanding your product so, so, either so, so well. Yeah, right? Ultimately, and you're right, the root is two things. What the consumer is and what your product is in terms of delivering them to the consumer. Then you make sure that this yes. gets out in the most persuasive, yes. most cost-effective, right time to the right person. Correct. But that's sort of how the in fact, we used to do, and you're because a lot of this, I mean, ultimately, my definition of creativity is the ability to make unexpected connections. Yeah. Well, if you knew, if you know what it was before you get it, yeah. then it's, it's what you already know. Unexpected and the only way you can make these unexpected connections is by putting yourself in environments where you observe, see, touch right. and feel things, which in your normal environment, you don't come across. So I'll give you one example, uh, a story really, but food, I'd ordered some food. It came with a small raisin package. Okay. And uh, which is nice. And uh, we were meeting that company later. I asked the CEO, how much do you pay for raisins? Because I thought this was overpriced. Okay. He had no idea. So I said, yeah. can I talk to your head of procurement? What he should know. The CEO should know, in my opinion. Great marketing, great packaging, you know, great everything. And I asked their head of procurement, how much are you paying for kg of raisin? Any housewife, including me, that's another label that I'm happy to carry. I know how much raising yeah. cost, right? Two guys, head of procurement, CEO, had no clue. But you're packaging this 25 grams at 60 rupees. I said, why do you think somebody is going to buy this? Right? Right. And don't answer that. So to me, that's a problem. So marketing is great, yeah. right? But these are the hard yards, which sometimes get lost in all these podcasts and everything. Actually, so the, the one thing, I'll, yeah, <laughs> one thing which haven't, will never go out of fashion stage thing, B2B kind of places is relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And just understanding the other person. So sometimes when you go with a salesperson in the field and you are guilty that you haven't equipped the person with the best product or, or 
feature and yet you see wonderful results you only know that it's only because of the person yeah right and so quick as 21 first job pharma sales very diligent to an up one training at the mnc company in delhi kalka ji mein tha uh south bengal calcutta ke south mein there is very flourishing pediatrician practice and we had some pediatric uh, products and i will go for two months and we had used on the film book remember that yeah 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 doctor saab ye doctor saab was like doctor saab and nothing is he will not prescribe anything for one and a half months i tried like practically and i remember arnab that was my essence arnab maithi what my, company was this this is louis and dice ha so he once uh, came with me and then he said ki okay next time don't carry this trip what just uh, ask the nurse doctor saab ko pasand kiya that's right okay yeah. i went to it was very it was not natural for me to have this conversation so i went class and was the doctor saab ko pasand kiya bole matlab matlab bole ban khate hain mishan aur football crazy to no next day pusha ka se lete pan to bole ye dukan se aata hai to exercise just buy pan to pan le gaya na aur visa hata do hmm aur football ki baat karna pan de dena chale yaar कुछ वक्त ये तो बहुत है 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 स्कॉलर गया सो आई आई एक्सपेक्टेड एंड 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 यूज्ड लाइक She, so after fast forward a month yeah. we used to be like 20 mr sitting there right and the typical outside of the same world okay. in the picards he will call me up cigarette aaja and he used to just only prescribe the brand wow like, all this change because relation you know yeah, there was a yeah. understanding of the person and what he wanted just and i i could be so intuitive just imagine hearing 15 mrs back to back in a robotic fashion versus somebody who is actually having a some conversation with you i think that stuck to me that incident has never gone mm. from my life i mean sandru said no understand the consumer and the what they want that's yeah. also the relation just yeah. a human human yeah. aspect of yeah you know yeah He's busy. He doesn't have time. This is the pain. He feels he got to it. To break through that, though, yeah. and he would call the field sales call technically. Yeah, because you get it. Nice, because anything. You know, the other part of empathy, I think it's one is to obviously understand the customer. I think what I've also realized is the value of understanding the the grind that the sales executive on the ground goes through. And I remember uh, many years ago, this was a very wake up call about fifteen years ago. I was doing a sales visit with a woman uh, sales rep in Gwalior mm. in the middle of 46 mm. degree you know heat and when I landed up in the territory they gave me a bottle of water which I had and I said what about you why don't you have water and she said nay it's okay and I was wondering kitni garmi hai thoda pani pee lo the reason is restaurants they think remember the, the PNG yeah. days all what is all that is right yeah. So But, um, you, you they would spend yeah, yeah. the whole day yeah. in the field 
because you know at that time you couldn't just go into any random place to go right. to the bathroom and they yeah. would just not have any water or food because, throughout the day we, we made it over time a standard in PAG that every distributor exactly. so, had to have appropriate women toilet facilities so, uh, it's fine that was Sonarpur doctors used to sit from 10 to 1 and 5 to 8 and it was 40 kilometers of Calcutta right. so I had a contract with a Thaba so I said I'll eat be put on the fan I'll pay him 10 bucks extra and I used to sleep they have to play they're from Two to five because there's nothing else to do. It was a was, the town used to go to sleep, wow. right? And there was no way you could come back to Calcutta and go back again in the evening. And, but you know, listening to Rohit and talk about uh, sales uh, war stories, I mean, obviously, I think product first kind of a CEO being yeah. that and first time CEO and engineer turned yeah. CEO at that, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> right? I remember we had this big. A client prospecting Dallas, and I was living in Silicon Valley at that time. Huh. So my sales team said we have set up a closing meeting, and they were very hesitant. Will you come? I'm like, oh, come, of course I'll come. And then they very hesitantly told me that uh, you know it's in a gentleman's club. Half I said no problem. No, I mean I'll come. We have to sell our product. I'll come. Now the teetotaler that I was then and now, right? I just assumed it's a country club, right? Yeah. So this can. Let's say the better. Gentleman is not gentleman at all. <laughs> what it's about. So there can also be comical situations. We did get the customer. You go with the flow. But, you know, so, but, uh, you know, as a woman selling in the field, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah, whole yeah. different, different you know, comical stories. But, uh, but, you know, what I always tell young girls that come to me is, uh, you can still be yourselves. Yeah. You don't have to be somebody else. Did and you that have to young girl, one? young guy doesn't matter. A lot of times the problem is, right. you know, just like product and marketing have to be somewhere based on actual, right. even who you are when you're selling. You may be a loud person, you may be a very quiet person, yeah. but you have to first learn to be yourself. Yes. And that can help it's, you truly what you, overcome. what you said earlier in the morning about being genuine and authentic. That works for everything. Yeah. yeah. If you go meet a doctor and you were not genuine and authentic yeah. in this relationship building. Yeah. And you figured out you're there for some unauthentic reason. Yeah. The reaction what they say because people Actually, it's that. a very hard yeah. thing to do because yeah. one of the things I truly believe in companies, forget about sales. If if we got the right person, yeah. man or woman, yeah. and allowed them to be the same person as their are at home at yeah. work, we'd be fine. Yeah. Right? right? Because it's so hard to change yourself at 9 a.m. and say, now I am exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's tiring. And, and not only let them be themselves, the other strange thing which I've noticed happen is uh, in organizations, you hire people because they have a certain skill and capability and you think that. Right? And then you sit on their head, brainwash. Right? And don't let them do, yeah. and yeah. you don't give them the free. But if you release that, now that's not easy because it requires a two-way trust. Mm. Yeah. I trust you. That's why I'm letting you do that because I'm still accountable. But we don't let them flourish. You know, I've had people who said, my my biggest hassle is that my boss is asking me all these things and really he's questioning. Mm. He tests me. Mm. What she tests me. You, you know, this is leadership. Yeah. I think in one of the very one, in, not in the present company, previous states, one young, very brilliant girl was very upset with a manager or leader. Mm. And uh, while I was in my 
I think I, I was at fault saying that, but I did see that the company director is Janavi, right? Kya hoga? So it's not a director who works in that period. So connect, right? So the new generation which is coming in, yeah. you say it's that actually putting yeah. this wonderfully positive pressure. Title yeah. means yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Title is okay that the company gave you. You have to own yeah, yeah, respect yeah, yeah. as a leader. And I think. But it may in that moment seem a little bit of pressure, hmm. but it's wonderfully liberating. Yes, because it really will separate out the leaders who can totally lead from people who want designations and think they're leaders because they I, have a designation. I lead can, with fear I versus can, lead with yeah. I just remember the times when uh, I took a risk with my management, primarily because. My subordinates put pressure on me. Mm. Yeah, right. I could not face my subordinates if mm. I did not do that. Correct. Yeah. Right. And this is one of I believe the strengths of these younger people is that they have greater confidence, they have greater independence, they have less worries about who's got cabin yes size, who's got cabin yes size. Yeah, huge power to harness. And this means one thing, yeah, that you know the it leads to humility. Yeah. yeah, and without humility, you can't grow. Right, because Ultimately, the power to accept feedback, to listen to people, uh, is so important for any successful salesperson as well, right? Yeah. Getting a few knocks, a few punches, getting difficult feedback, in some ways allows true growth to happen. No. Because if you don't do it, then growth will never yeah. actually happen. And not taking it personally. Exactly. It's not a, it's not a personal mm. attack. But a lot of people. And yeah. I, I actually wanted to ask you one question before we go to the game. How do you remain authentic when you are out there so much? And you're always the same. Like your consistency is actually quite, quite yeah. incredible. I, I mean, you like add so there's two aspects to me. One is I make content publicly uh, across different mediums, and then I write for clients, yeah. right? Uh, when it comes to writing for clients, um, I I actually kind of disagree that y- y- you like authenticity to some degree can be faked. Let yeah. me explain how. Uh-huh. Uh, authentic to yourself comes naturally, which is if you are totally passionate about what you're selling, you'll automatically be authentic. But understanding the motivation of the buyer is super important. Like an example is, uh, I began my career writing scripts for television, right? And I used to write these scripts for award shows, mm. right? And I was a 21-year-old selling mm. to movie stars who were in their late 30s or 40s, and the buyers were production companies who've been around for the last three decades. Yeah. Uh, and I realized very quickly that their apprehension was, "Ye kon nae londe aage jo kuch zara hi bol denge and you know TV pe ye nik bol sakte etc etc." So I realized very early on that that's their motivation is fear ki ye dikkat ho jati. So while I would be very passionate about selling ki sir ye job to baat bade hoga, I would then immediately start going into meetings or pehle toh hum mahal create karte hain, theek hai? Ki pehle toh mujhe trust karo ki main funny hu. Toh hum script bechte nahi the. Hum pehle paach minute, aaj news mein kya hua yehi discuss karte. Three comedian baithke, aaj bas. माहौल फनी बना दो ताकि उनको लगे कि अच्छा ये फनी है तो ट्रस्ट थोड़ा बिगड़ा yeah. दूसरी बात ये थी कि वी वुड वी वुड रिजेक्ट सम ऑफ आर जोक्स वी वुड नो कि अगर अगर मुझे नीडल यहाँ तक पुश करना है कि yeah. यहाँ तक तो जाएगा नहीं पर मैं यहाँ तक कोशिश करूंगा तो यहाँ तक जाएगा तो यहाँ वाले जोक्स बताओ फिर खुद रिजेक्ट कर दो ताकि ये वाले बिक जाए <laughs> so you automatically start rejecting stuff earlier. So understanding motivation of the buyer is very important. Getting on the same page as them. So what would happen when we would reject our own jokes is people would be like, 
Oh, they also feel like they're custodians Sensible of the script, like, like us. Uh, like, like they're us. on our side. They're, they're on our side. Right. We're all on the same team, uh. right? So being on that same team is Great. super important when you're yeah. when you're doing yeah. when you're when you're, when you're mm-hmm. trying to sell. And authenticity, we like authenticity. That's this is what I mean by it can be fake, which is understanding the motivation and asking yourself, do I buy this motivation? If I buy it, then you'll automatically be authentic. Yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. I know that most people who want to buy, they want to try something fresh. Mm-hmm. Or in a lot of brands cases, like. They just want to justify the spends, mm. right? So you, as a seller, have to understand that they have yeah. to justify the spends. Mm. In some cases, they have to justify that you know I'm going to buy this idea. I need to sell this internally because I work in a in a hierarchy and a chain. So very early on, if you understand that, अच्छा ये brand manager को तो बस justify करना है ऊपर की ये idea मैंने क्यों बेचा? तो पहले समझ जाओ, तो फिर आप time waste नहीं करोगे अपना. You automatically realize that this is who I'm selling to. This is what they want. It's all very posturing, yeah. yeah. It's not posturing. It's just you understanding yeah, what they what want, they want yeah. and realizing can I do this? So oftentimes, what I would say is, hey, listen, you want to do cookie cutter cutter stuff, and in the bandwidth that I have. I realize then you reject it automatically because there's no point working with someone if your if your motivations are conflicting motivation value I tell you opt out then you opt out you just like my motivations are not aligning you want to you want to do this for x reason i want to traditional b2b selling proper b selling machine tools selling equipment etc this understanding of the consumer there's a uh, the decision making process out there yeah. you know when you're buying a 10 million dollar line or something it's fully mapped out correct you know this is the first person you meet this is the role of the person there this is what i have to provide this is his influence this is the, you actually map that role out yeah. and you target each person's need in that map correct so you exactly what you're saying you do formally In in traditional every industry yeah. of B two B selling, one of the things But, that I say in a meeting, sorry, one you are, no, no. I just want to mention this angle. One of the things that I would say in the meeting is, "Ki dekho sir, aksar jo creative banda jo marketing sochta hai na, wo artist artist samajhta hai, right? Ki main to kuch intami creative ho, main intami kuch aisa bolunga jisse product to aisa big jayega." But actually, the best CMOs I've worked with, wo artist manager hota hai. So I, as a creative person, I actually artist manager don't know. क्या कहना है वो आप बताओ कैसे कहना है उसके मैं मजे कर लूंगा आप बस बता दो कि क्या कहना है क्योंकि स्किल वही है मजा वही है बस मीडियम मीडियम चेंज करना है सो आई लव वर्किंग विद सीएमओज हो हु आर जस्ट लेट मी जस्ट चैनल द क्रिएटिविटी इन द राइट प्लेस विद द राइट मैसेजिंग एंड लेट देम डू देयर थिंग शांतनु आई वांट टू मेंशन वन थिंग व्हेन यू नो रोहित वाज टॉकिंग अबाउट फार्मेसी हेल्थ केयर एंड तन्मय विद व्हाट डज द कस्टमर वांट यू नो मार्केटिंग हैज अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ कलर ऑफ बीइंग अ लिटिल फ्रिवलस ओके बट इट डजंट हैव टू बी आई वांट टू गिव एन एग्जांपल uh uh three years ago my mother got diagnosed with cancer right and i went to three of the best hospitals in bangalore because that's where i live and ultimately the hospital i chose i realized and i knew nothing about cancer but then i learned a lot the doctor more or less is capable because these are three of the best and the therapy they're going to offer is more or less the same the drugs are the same the cost 
little bit here and there, it's expensive. So little more, little less doesn't matter. But ultimately where we went to were the only ones who pitched in and out. We will make sure every week, because remember this has to be every week, every two and a half hours, right? And when I went to that and the other hospitals, I know the founders, I know they said, why did you go there and not here? I said, here because your hospital takes eight hours for the same therapy because your billing is this or that or that or that, right? Your ops is just overhead. And you never understood that for me, the priority of spending less time is the value proposition, right? It is a healthcare service. But it is really operational excellence that I watch because the drug is the same, the doctor essentially is the same. same. But each of the other hospitals were touting their doctors. This was the only one that understood to Tanmay's point. Yep, I want to be in and out. Yeah. I want to be in and yeah, out, out, right? Yep. So even in a very serious product, Correct. knowing what yeah, yeah. the customer really so wants. True motivation. Yeah. True motivation. motivation. And that's, then, you know, what Tanmay said, let me give you an example of how all these things come together, the marketing, the product, and the creativity. We've all heard of Fanti. Well, I know where it is now, but one point in time, largest I use it every day. Largest chef. <laughs> <laughs> it shows, it shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely hair. I can't tell you how this, how this became the largest shampoo. DNG bought a small French vitamin oil company, huh? which I had know. a vitamin oil called Fanti. Mm, totally. That's where the it's a molecule name. Yeah. No, the brand right. name of oh, yeah. this thing was Fanti. Okay. Okay. Separately, PNG had some years earlier discovered a product technology which was combining a shampoo and conditioner. And they tried it for three, four years in various ways, didn't really succeed. They took the Pantene brand name, put it off this, wasn't good enough. One marketing team in Korea came up with the idea of healthy, beautiful hair, the concept. Another creative team, and this all happened, this all happened over a space of three, four years. Okay, not the cut, what they do. Another team, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Australia or somewhere. Purely creative, never scripted, never boarded. When they were making a commercial, came up with what became the famous peacock shot. Which mm-hmm. you may have seen in Bandit commercials yeah, that yeah. are going now, which was completely great. Peacock shot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we got it the peacock shot internally, right? I love it. These four things were then put Pinfoil. together. Mm-hmm. Literally within three, four years, it became the world's largest shampoo. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was a combination of all of it coming That's together. Beautiful. One, No one mm-hmm. thing could have done it. Mm-hmm. There was clearly unexpected connections which happen. So then of course good execution and etc etc etc. Hunting peacocks no then it was called the peacock so, yes, this is the it was this is the hair coming out of the water thing. No 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 just the drop literally the hair dropping right it seems so it seems now it seems so natural someone no no great creative ideas when they happen of course. Yeah. 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 Serendipity also. Yeah. 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 It's like your razor demo, which we will talk about yeah. at some point. <laughs> <of that. laughs> yes. Yes. Looking forward to that. One. Awesome. Yeah. So now changing, changing cues to our personal sales journeys. I have some cue cards here. Mm-hmm. And in front of you, you have a, I have never, and a, I have prompt. Okay. All of you will have this. Just mm-hmm. pick it up. 
and we have few questions. You won't have a lot of them, but uh, mm. I'm going to. But honesty is expected, okay? Yes. So never have I ever cried after a client meeting. Never have I ever. I have. Wow. Okay. So Vani and Rohit, I want to know. Clients have cried after meeting. What are those you have done? My marriage. <laughs> but but, yeah. but Rohit Mani, I would actually want to go go on work in in no particular order. So crying, I use metaphorically, like it's highly emotional. Oh, okay, right? Okay. okay. Um, uh, I think this was McKinsey days, uh, and you know there was a, a a client who was really under pressure. I I, th- I thought he was doing exceptionally well for the company, but was in the poor books of the management, right? For some reason, and. For reasons which are internal to that company, and and in a meeting, I remember the team worked with him for about ten fifteen days, uh, and uh, one of the objectives, side objectives, was to make him shine. And he presented the idea got through. He came out and said that I've been working in Zomel fifteen years, like yeah. never have I felt this good, like mm. as I did today because you guys believed in me and invested, you know, the last fifteen days in making me. Uh, look good. I've been trying this for years, and um, and I think that those are moments where you you sort of in the background. Yeah. It's wonderful to be in the background. Yeah, this is crying in a good sense. Ah, crying in good sense. I, I crying in a bad sense. So though, so you know McKinsey meetings, right? Yeah. So McKinsey meetings are uh, if if you come out and you say. It's a, the only great meeting is when your partner takes you to uh, drinks yeah. in the evening. A gentleman's club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, I have no such experience. I worked mostly in India. Dallas. Uh, uh, se- the second interesting meeting is where, like, good. Uh, the good meetings are where make the things are okay. And interesting meeting is just bach ke baagay right? So those meetings are always there where you escaped. What about you, Vani? Did you cry? No, I cried. All the time. So you know, my first twenty fundraising pitches as an entrepreneur were in the bathroom and cry. Yeah. You know, first ten board meetings. You know, after so much preparation, were in the bathroom and cry. And you know, it's fine if you feel like crying, cry. But you know, client meetings. I'll tell you. Today, I'm accused a lot by a lot of people that I'm so much into detail and that's not important. It's, you know, perfection, micromanaging, whatever, whatever. But I do not apologize for it because I have scars that have made me the way I am. Okay. So I remember I was an enterprise uh, software for the uh, first part of my life. And uh, we were selling to UBS, right? And we were the finalists and we were just getting to the final proposal site. So I get a uh, message back mm-hmm. from the CFO. Sorry, we have withdrawn and we will not buy your product, right? This is six months of intense sales That's effort. Crazy. Okay. So I said, can I get five minutes with you? And we deserve to lose that sale. And that's why I cried for the stupidity of losing that sale. We had sent our final proposal to them in a FedEx package. Wow. Whoa. UPS to UPS. So he said, if you are not willing to know who your client is, wow. you don't deserve us. And I agree with that. Yeah. Right? Now, I could say, I was the CEO. This was a problem in the mail house. It was a problem with the sales guy. No, it's a problem that has to be owned at the top. 
because if oh. you didn't create that level of detail, it's my problem. That's how I see it. So I get into details and I don't apologize for it. I don't care who gets upset, mad, it's cool, not cool, doesn't matter. Yeah. Then a small second story, we did win Pepsi yeah. in the same company and they were coming to uh, our first kickoff, right? Get into a lot of detail, uh, you know, including what's the food, what's the wine, how are we bearing everything. Right? Now I get into everything at home, at work, whatever. So they call us at four o'clock for a meeting at 6.30 that they've cancelled it. Okay. They've bought a product. And uh, again, because your relationship call back and be humble and ask why. Honest to God, I didn't know that a same restaurant can only serve either Pepsi or Coke, no, yeah. but not both. I didn't yeah. know that at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I told you, I'm a left-brained engineer. What do I know about marketing and sales and all of this? Right. But somebody should know. Obviously, they, the MBAs, the sales guys apparently didn't know. So I went to that restaurant, met the manager and said, what can we do today to serve Pepsi versus Coke? He said, we have a contract, we can't do that. I said, there must be a way, right? So he said, if you take over the restaurant and get a license, whatever, you can sell whatever. She says, and it's a private part. Yeah. Yeah. We are not responsible for it, right? Between 4 and 6.30, we solved that. And I picked up the phone and said, you know, I heard you weren't coming because this restaurant, you, your team verified. So, but of course not, you know, we are going to serve Pepsi. And we took care of it, right? And Amazing. we wanted to take you to this restaurant. Um, so, details, right? Yeah. You have to get into the details as a leader. Yeah. And when you were talking, that's sort of the story that came to mind. But I think you would say credible thing, that story is, along with the problem, the solution orientation also, right? You actually said, many people shy from a problem, but you took it upon yourself saying, come hell what may, I'm going to try and find a way to solve the, yeah. the customer's problem, which I think is very powerful mm -hmm. in that story also. And I think shame on us, right? How come I didn't know when we are selling to that customer, we are selling software, yeah. right? We are selling a security software. Why oh, the hell do I need to know about the product? <laughs> in the restaurant. Right? Yeah. In the restaurant. But that is where we make a mistake. It doesn't matter what I'm selling. Yeah. I need to know my customer. This yes. is the biggest lesson that I have learned. So I may be an engineer, I may be selling. By the way, these were million dollar products, right? That we were selling, enterprise software. But doesn't matter. High involvement. <laughs> huh? High involvement. High involvement. But I never understood that high involvement requires you to know beyond your product. Very yeah. true. To the dynamics of that customer. And across the board, so, and yeah. I am Lakhman, I was the coordinator of the fest. Mahindra used to always be the sponsor for I am Lakhman's fest because they were good recruiters and so on. Mm. And we had a taxi vendor for bringing in leaders, CEOs, etc. From, from sponsors who would come to I am Lakhman. And you used to promise Tunde Kebab visits. Ha, all of that, ha. right? So yeah. now for the Mahindra folks, we always had to say, at that time, there used to be a car called Bolero. Ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to fit in our budget. Of yeah. course. And we used to feel that Bolero, they were like, they nothing. No, no, none of these Toyota, none of these guys can go. Mm. For these three people, it has to be a Bolero. Yeah. So, yeah. you're right. That's that skill. Yeah, and this is something that they would remember, right? So, Correct. I think there's a sales lesson in it, but there's a greater life lesson, which is the obstacle is always the way. Yeah. Correct. So, the That's obstacle so that you face a lot of times ends up being the thing which is like what you talked about, unexpected delight. Like, yeah. Or like, that you could change this in the restaurant. Yeah. What is so, the power? 
lot of peak moments yeah. like peak moments Correct. like the book yeah. uh, which has got some fascinating details around this Pratt. but i i love the way mbas are bashed up today right like kabhi unko maar padti ki left brain nahi kabhi maar padti ki right brain nahi sorry sorry nahi aa raha hai next question next question next question okay never have i ever dated or married a customer slash client ജി Uh, when we're in Bombay, there are very high number of uh, PNG people who marry PNG people, but they're kind of the same age, yeah. same background. Mm. They're, thrown, they're thrown together. So, so I guess in my case, it did not happen, so but uh, many, it's very, well, very common. Well, once a client uh, called me home and uh, later I figured it was like a pitch for marriage and then I had to escape. Say, I feel married well, to the kid. To the daughter. <laughs> Wow, wow. that's very happened. common. <laughs> the number of McKinsey consultants who married clients' daughters is is actually <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or clients' sons, hello. I hope clients' sons are not actually seen. Not seen. Core motivation of the concept is very far. Clients' daughters. But, but I tell you something else. Calling up to the racer. But but Shantanu, I'll tell you one question that I find surprising, but I get asked a lot: is you work with your husband? I'm like, never, 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 never. you know and i don't know why i get asked this question as if i can't work without my husband i don't understand this at all right but for me i always be very clear my home and my professional life seem to be very separate in my case right i don't want to go home and talk about all the problems of work and just only have that to talk about and nothing else and i was also always very clear that in a intense job that it is If I have to take the same intensity home, and we both have to make that work, we will not be able to be married. That's at least my personal I life and situation. I agree with you. Who do you went to then? Yeah. And, What and is then, it? Some... Huh? No, I don't need to vent. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to vent at home. Yeah. You know, I want to be joyful at home. Right. I want home to be a sanctuary. I don't want a therapist take at home. Work. Right. I want somebody who makes me laugh. Mm. Right. So I mean, at least regardless, but. Men don't get asked this question, but women are always automatically asked, very intentionally. You're right. Not that you know you work with your husband. That's a given. That's an assumption. So I want to break that myth. Right. Interesting. No, no, you're right. It is one of the not uh, so pleasant things of our society. Women get asked. In fact, most women under- founders, yeah. if they are co-founders of a successful company. The number of times I hear, oh, it's because of her husband. Correct. There's you an know, underlying assumption. You know, it has nothing assumption. to do with. But there's an underlying a, assumption that everything was derived from the identity yeah, yeah. of the spouse, right? So. It's an. It's what an, do you think has changed? Change is slow. Like stories like Nike, for example, where the husband also is like very you know proficient and so on, but. But they didn't spouse. work together, na? That's a very different thing. Ah. Uh, they didn't work together. Correct. They didn't work together. But it is a. Uh, It's a common, it's a common perception. I would imagine, not a pleasant perception. Several husband-wife companies now, as founders, co-founders, they incredibly successful. Yeah, we have seven common friends. Our business, our business. No, no, I understand that. My wife runs her own business. 
and uh, I have nothing to do with it at all. Consciously, I stay away from it completely. But sometimes when she is meeting, for example, a landlord where she's renting a space or some supplier, mm. right? There comes to be a sort of implicit, unpleasant assumption in that discussion. If I have come there purely as a driver to drop her there. Wow. That uh, I will be the right person to talk to about yeah. that. That exists. Mm. All right, cool. Now coming to Reza Prana. Yes. Which is why we're here, right? And the whole concept of understanding what the consumer wants, telling them in a way that is, you know, that, that feeds into something which creates unexpected delight, unexpected returns, everything that is spoken about at an individual level. All of us are now Razorpreneurs and we are launching Razorpreneur, okay? Which is basically, um, we're going to get from college kids to homemakers to army veterans to you know, people in jobs to potential entrepreneurs, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. But no one, everyone thinks it's about the big, you know, the, the big idea, the lights, the big idea, the big vision and the money and all of that. But it's actually about selling. What we're going to do is we're actually launching Razorpreneur, getting mm. people all around the country. It's about selling, you said. Selling, yes. They have, they have to sell the razor. Yes, they have to sell the Sensi Smart. Can, can you demonstrate by selling us the razor first? Yes. Okay, can you try? Right. That's a good idea. I think this is the... Epicenter of the tsunami, right? Okay. So I'm going to actually stand for my sales pitch. And... Do you need applause or anything? No, no. Come on, come on. I'm actually going to use all the sales principles and all the learnings from the last couple of hours. Hopefully to be able to sell Bombay Shaving Company's Sensi range to the six of you. And hopefully then, all the razor burners who are watching this, will take that as a starting point and go and sell uh, in the you know in their markets and their communities and their ecosystems and universes and hopefully when Razorpreneur ends on 30th of September the company also learns a lot more about what the market looks like so uh, this is what I call the epicenter or the starting point of the tsunami hopefully it kind of becomes a big one okay so introducing to you Sensi Range by Bombay Shaving Company. Um, it is uh, just to give you a context of the category, and you both know it very well. But for for the for the rest, razors is the center of the grooming world for men. Okay, shaving has been the core of grooming. It's everything from face washes to deodorants to fragrances to face wash to hair to everything comes after shaving. Shaving is core. But today, consumers are far more evolved. Consumers are more digitally savvy. The first product that a consumer used to buy 15 years back used to be a razor. As a 16-year-old, and I think all of us here would have bought, you know, our first razor at 16, 17, 18. Or been gifted. To gift it for ourselves and, you know, kind of figure out the mustache and so on. But today, the first product, at least in urban India being bought, is actually a trimmer by a 14-year-old to get the hair right. So, consumer is changing significantly. We wanted to always participate meaningfully in the center of... It's like, if you're a cricketer and not playing at Lord's, then even if you are scoring centuries in 1K day and MCG and so on, you still want to play it. I, I, I take deep objection to, to the Eden Gardens. Yeah. This is our Eden Gardens participation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's better. Yeah. And uh, you well, know, Bombay Shaving Cup. My Bombay Shaving Cup. So, you know, CCM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so the first test ground ever, Bombay Gym Kana. Yeah, it is clear. Yeah, yeah. You, you, that's your pressure point. Okay. So first is Sensi Smart 3. 
if you are 17 18 sparse hair on your face you know the first mustache is coming out acne younger skin thinner skin you're also probably dating for the first time crushing on someone for the first time super important how you look your instagram is important your bumble and tinder feeds are probably getting created so how do you elevate yourself from a barber or from a disposable razor which you're using or never used one to a great product so introducing sensi smart 3 okay sensi smart 3 has a pivot head it is a product that also has a lubricating strip which has aloe vera gel moroccan argan oil and vitamin e so these are things that you you see as a in most razor rights right but the design of the razor is such that the process of shaving becomes enjoyable one of the most important thing that happen when younger people shave is that hair is longer when your hair is longer it gets stuck a lot more so when you shave you try to take out the hair with your hands like with the fingers like this or across the face of the razor and you end up cutting yourself and the experience becomes frictional but because the back of the razor is extremely exposed under a flow of water which may even be thinner or smaller the razor anti clogs very quickly so this razor will give you a very good shave in one or two minutes and take care of your skin because it's sensitive on the skin sensi spark 3 also comes at 99 rupees um as compared to any competitor in the market at this with the same features we are a far more affordable far more valuable razor i'm going to pass this around so all of you can kind of, kind of have a look um and gifted and gifted use it uh etc this is also the packaging now comes sensi flow 4 sensi flow 4 is an evolution over sensi smart 3 right four blades mainly four blades um it also comes in a metallic rubber handle and the center of gravity for people who make razors is the core which is like a fountain pen the center of gravity defines the heft and the usage completely for fountain pens the flow of ink completely depends upon center of gravity and the and the grip that's what we've done so when you when you shave right where you hold the razor is where the center of gravity needs to be which is this and that's where it's been designed so the weight balance etc is super important i'm going to pass this around again as all the features of the sensi smart 3 also has a back blade for your beard to get shaved for example vivek rohit myself arjun and chantanu all have beards which actually require shaping you are the only clean shaven person in the room but i'm middle sensi smart <laughs> sensi smart right? me too so this is sensi flow 4 sensi flow 6 is uh, you know is india's first is it a decoy product the sensi flow 4 no it's it's actually the real one it's a real part The Sensi Flow Six is 25 grams heavier than the Sensi Flow Four. Again, weight is important. Six blades. Back of the blade is um, again to get the right to to get the right beard shape. But this is more for people who shave every day, have thicker stubbles, are more kind of quick shaving before you go to the office or you know you go out for a wedding or you go for a date or a checkup to give you a completely clean look. I have actually used the Sensi Flow Six today on my head. So hence I've got what I call the billiard ball look. It's a completely gloss finish on my head, and I head shaving is a very difficult use case because you can't see yourself. You the you know there's a lot of skin and bone. So when there's flesh shaving becomes easier. When there's skin and bone shaving, that's the real test of a razor, right? So I've got this done uh, with the Sensi Flow Six. So you know all products are priced comparative to market. In fact, even better. And what I love about our range is all of them come with what what we have designed in house proprietary. It's called a razor sharpener. Okay, this is a straw. It's, it's something that barbers always use all over India. Um, you, you've seen some of the Nostra kind of do this with on a on a long leather belt. It's to sharpen the blade. We've designed this resin uh, in a way that 
after you shave maybe seven eight times and you feel the razor is getting blunted all you need to do is keep this on your basin and put the razor against it five times and you feel like the shave is as good as new this elongates the life of the blade by almost 30 percent which basically if you think about it is a very anti-capitalist move as a brand we are telling consumers buy later buy you know uh, buy less from us in a way but we believe that if we give great value to you and we are friendly to your pocket and we are friendly to the environment as a brand and conscious about it that is authentically the best way for us to actually be meaningful participants in the Eden Garden slash Bombay Gymkhana slash Lords of the category and um, whether it's Sensi Smart 3 or Sensi Flow 4 or Sensi Flow 6 we genuinely believe that we have given we've taken a functional experience and we have given you a pampering experience for those two minutes in the morning when you take a shave we've also taken it a step further with our luxury launch this is very similar to a fountain pen inspired by the fountain pen and this is fits on the Sensi Flow 6 it is almost 50 grams heavier so the experience of a razor that kind of goes by weight will come in the Sensi Glow 6 luxury version. I'm just going to pass it around. It also has a name engraved on it. Arjun, this one's for you. Oh, but no. all of you will get one with, with your names on it. And uh, great for gifting, great for using and so on. Mm. So I'm just going to pass off, mm. pass on the products. Oh. Like a fountain pen. Yeah, it Absolutely. looks like fun. Yeah. It has that heft. Stick out Sensi right? Flow 6. So. The Sensi Flow 4. Yeah. Because yeah. it is very smart. Oh, Oops. I can't drink that water. <laughs> <laughs> shaving mug. Yeah, shaving mug. <laughs> shaving mug. But plastic, plastic color. Yeah. So this is our range. Also, to launch our range, if you've noticed, Bombay Shaving Company has gone through a complete rebrand. Hmm. We now have a bolder, bigger, sharper version of our logo. Hmm. Our logo actually used to be a B2C online friendly logo. Hmm. A thin razor, thin wings, thin font. And we've taken it to bold, big, in the shelf because Today we have to compete in the shelf and we can't do that with a seven syllable brand, Bombay Shaving Company, seven syllables, so word of mouth is limited. Uh, and all brands which are successful in shelves are small, single syllable, double syllables, big logo. So sort of fight the real, you know, battle. Being gladiators on the shelf is important. So new brand, well-designed products, consumer at the core. And hopefully after the last two, three minutes, uh, all of you will become razor printers not only to help our razor printers but also to uh, kind of use these products and let these products be a part of your bathroom range as well Great. that's the pitch now we can retake. yes now you should now you should kind of totally poke you, holes you put me to sleep after 30 minutes <laughs> right. 30 seconds okay i completely tuned off uh you just kept on talking features you you top everything that's important in this razor to you yeah you didn't really talk about anything that's important to me. The good, right? I don't know what I will. But what yeah, about price? Like, for example, uh, price. Like, like the main thing around around the price being something which like gives value well, to consumers. That that maybe, but then there was so much more that it does yeah. not uh, so come out. I found him to be very entertaining yeah. and uh, <laughs> a very good storyteller. Just to you know give yeah. a counterpoint, I think you were very engaging. Where I got a bit lost was that perhaps you were trying too many messages. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people will not remember more than two or three uh, messages. And so that's when I was getting a little bit lost in terms of, you know, um, what, are, what are you trying to communicate? I got affordability, 
you talked about the metallic rubber handle yeah. but what is that going to how will that make my life and you know better yeah. and stuff like that so i just got a little bit lost that perhaps you were trying too many messages without the christmas of an elevator speech yeah. that people were and saying you that. had the experience tostin you know you talk, talked about going out but it was sort of just getting lost in this whole spiel yeah. but i would buy it still it picked my interest enough to say wow Which actually you know i would buy the sensi flow 6 actually right mm. because the personalization um the uniqueness of that stood out a little bit uh, more and perhaps for you know travel i might buy sensi smart 3 you know mm. put a couple of them in my toiletry okay. bag also in case you know I forget one razor there right? i would buy yeah. this one and which one is that that's because the feel is nice yeah. the heavy one yeah yeah that's the heavy one feel it feels right because it's heavy mm. but what are the message if you were to choose one message it's a very important point so One I think range selling is difficult because you're now selling three products, so you okay. always and I am attached to the founder. I am attached to what you have. So you want so to tell everything. Tell everything, everything, everything. So I'm hoping after ten or fifteen pitches, and tomorrow Arjun and I are going into Connaughtys and selling into stores there and so on. Hopefully it sharpens in the way it happens. Uh, but if you were to pick one message of all of them, which one would it be? Would it be? Sorry, I I actually kind of agree with uh, what Shantanu said was that. You weren't speaking to the consumer. You were talking about the products, right? Like when you yeah. spoke about Sensi Smart, I'm just like, okay, this 70 year old uh, consumer is so fascinating. Yeah. This consumer wants to become a man. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, first time you're shaving is going to be the first product. I would play on the identity. Another thing I would I would probably want to talk about is that देखो ये आप जवान हो ना आप special हो आपकी skin special है आपकी shaving interesting और special special होनी चाहिए. and that is why it is specifically for you and that is why it is yeah. it's special and what's a cool thing it comes in the price pocket for you buddy yeah. you know i'm saying like when you're a young person it's not you don't want the you don't want the you don't want the razor for you know slightly bushier or yeah. harder this thing your skin is special right. you're young you're different and that is why it is made for you and i think it's an important that's point so there important. See, so important. there's almost a certain amount of envy a man feels to a woman in terms of all the cool things they do in terms of their makeup their cosmetics and the beauty treatment this is one of the very few things men can actually do yeah. from a grooming perspective Correct. so is there a way to actually bring out that joy and pride and that to be able to actually find a way to you know groom yourself in terms of we talked about smoothness mm. you talked about difficult contours so you were looking at pain points to resolve but most races actually end up doing that I probably did what Doit would do with his clipboard in the doctor's office. Right. Right. Yeah. To the scrape, to the point, mm. without actually talking about the impact of the. See, so Shantanu for me, Shantanu needed to come out because you are the pitch. Very true. Right. And there was no Shantanu in this. Right. It could be that you know this is something uh, you created for I don't know your dorm mate for yourself yeah. for whoever. How do you use it? What is I used it, and here is the I wanted to see. Here is the reaction I got from my daughter, from my wife, whatever that may be, right? And I gave this to you since you're not sixteen or seventeen. I gave this to my nephew or son or whatever may be the relevant. But there was no story yes. that personalized yeah. Yeah. it. That empathy and story was missing. And your yes. story, right? Because you know my eyes are on you, yeah. right? So your story. So how? What does this mean? And to the me? only thing yeah. that. Sort of, you know, your shaving your head, head yeah. that caught my attention, yeah. right? So today, look, I, you know, I didn't get any, I, so you know, blah blah, whatever. Uh, so I think you putting you into the story. Excellent. Yeah. So there yeah. is a, there is a, don't yeah. don't transcend the range. 
I remember the first time I shaved I just really want to feel like a like an adult man in the room mein ah khoobsurat lighting hai samne to mujhe to agar wo feeling dega na to ye karne se you you can like you 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 feel like that you become the perfect man you want to be man you want to be nahi nahi have two comments like one is i yes, think sir. you have uh, one way is too many yeah? yeah yeah which one the middle one middle one yeah yeah, yeah. It's like that. Um, it's a decoy product. Yeah. That's I said. Right? It's like to shift in yeah. distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one, there's another angle. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of this razor is a first time gift from somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not bought by self. Correct. Mm-hmm. Is a dad buying for the son. Mm-hmm. The mother arguing with the dad that he's very small. Don't do this. What's the need? Is that something with Devanj? Yeah, yeah. I've gone through that. Right? Yes, he's 19 now. But okay. The... the रैंडम गैस बट I won't be surprised. Fifty percent of the razors to set sixteen, seventeen years old are gifted. Yeah. And the first like, shave, the first no. razor is a nice, nice, the first, a nice yeah. way to play. Right? I thought that age. No, eighteen is an age where you drive a bike or a car oh. for the first time. It's your first drink. It's probably right, your first right. kiss. Your first girlfriend. First so, time you avoid voting. First time you're living in a, alone in a hostel. It's the first time. No, no. It's the first time you begin to become a man. Man, right? And uh, because for years, I believe not that did never. I don't think they ever did in India. But for years in the U.S., Gillette used to send on the 18th birthday to every male child in the U.S. on their birthday a Gillette razor. Really? Wow. Yeah. For years, yeah. did in that. It is a it's a point of distinction, that yeah. and and you can make wonderful emotional stories on it there are multiple yeah. takes on which you can yeah. make it this is so good right yeah. so i think this Sorry, is yeah i had i had some inputs on how you could make it and uh, i think summarizing some of the inputs as well i think one is that selling is very specific Correct. and i think taking a wide target audience like this and just Correct. 
generally spewing out the features will not get you anywhere. Correct. So perhaps what I would have done is I may have picked one of us Correct. and started with talking to them. Okay. And exactly what Rohit said, right, about his medical detailing thing is that selling is a two-way process. A lot of times we think it's a one-way process. So we just, you know, go straight at the audience. But it's to understand what do you want? Yeah. What do you get out of shaving? What is missing in your life? So gleaning out some more insights, you should leave your talking to a minimum. Or when you are selling, I think one of the golden rules, like one of my first managers taught me, is that you have two ears and one mouth. Use it in that proportion when you're selling. So try and listen more, glean the insights, and then use your mouth in the proportion to your, your the three yeah, things. Yeah. One third of the one time. Third is and, and to do that, you know, you've got to... You know, same to what Dunmay said, in the sense, you've got to get also more focused on your core target yeah. group. Yeah. What we would call in old term the design target group. Yeah. Right? This doesn't mean that other people no. won't use it or it's not accessible to them. But your entire communication is focused on a core. And I, in, in my own opinion, the best design target group for you to get into is the first time channel. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think the so, question so, I have here is... A lot of the feedback here veers towards a very emotive way of selling. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes in certain categories, the functional piece is also yeah. equally important. So how do we balance? Because you were you were going down a very functional Function, route yeah. of uh, selling. But that's a category code. So you are Correct. kind of catered to that, but there could be a very emotive. So how do you bring that interesting balance. emotion with Anmay was saying, even in a functional approach, yeah. how do you make it more interesting and more relatable? Through stories, as Vani was saying, and more identity, as you know, Tanmay was saying, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I think as you talk to the person, then you would zero in on only one of the three. Yeah, this is the one, and you only want to sell that one to the person and say, by the way, we, for from a range perspective, we have something for everyone. So we have ABCD yeah, yeah, also, but, that, but this is the one that I want to that sell. back shot show range. Back shot, and you always yeah, have yeah. the main one in the beginning and the rest of the back, right? They always take take a backstage to and show that I have something thing. for and, everyone. And, and the other thing I like about what Dharma says is, is yes, we design a communication to appeal to a large number of people, but the actual attraction is one by one. Yeah. 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 You get one consumer at a time. Yeah. Each individual consumer has to make yeah. that decision. Correct. So this idea of it's your skill, yeah, which is now ready to be a man, sort of thing. Correct. You know, so the more it becomes focused into that, uh, what? Mm. Can I make half a record? By the way, you you actually done a it's really interesting. Uh, you done a really good job with creating content online, which a lot of brands aren't able to do, which is to create a format that comes naturally to you, that is scalable uh. and that you can remain authentic. It's like rare. That's what actually attracted me to, to you for the first time. But now that you know the playbook, I would extend it further, right? Imagine creating an offshoot of Barbershop as a content play where you, uh, it's a podcast about uh, manhood. Mm. Right or early early manhood, okay. where you discuss all things from uh, grooming okay. to fashion to to dating to whatever. Yeah. It's the same format. You already know the playbook. You know how to execute podcasts. Yeah. You know what what works. You used to get just like how Shantanu is a character on yours. Yeah. You just need to find three super relatable characters for this target group and just make them sit week in and week out. You get the right titling. We get the right clips. Yeah. You'll automatically be able to double or triple your distribution very quickly because entrepreneurship. Tam is slightly smaller than early manhood. Correct. Even Tam would, Tam is much much larger, and you already know the playbook. This is what I would 
right like creating a space for that would be and i can i can assure you nothing like this exists so openly like a great brand is zakir khan okay zakir talks about men's vulnerabilities that's why just look how viral he is yeah. anytime he talks he is remotely vulnerable imagine a podcast with three male characters all of appealing to a different age group for talking about their vulnerabilities or talking about stuff that they actually do to groom themselves stuff that they actually do to navigate life it's that is so viral it's a huge trigger transition point yeah really Shantanu, you know when the when my interest sort of peaked was when you showed that well, you know engineered uh, piece fountain pen. Leave that to my imagination. You don't have to. But when you said you know this is personalized to a gent, we my thought was you know, we're always struggling with what to give somebody. So for a man who has it all, right? Yeah. Because. you know 499 or 699 or how much ever this particular 399 right so it's not you can't really be selling price point when you yeah, come to this right yeah. so you know for a man who has it all what 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 you want yeah. right and you know this is just a maybe simple thing and when you actually said that you know you're thinking oh maybe i should just order this for shrini that's why as well but you know i said oh what do i give him i mean you know hardly anything to give so i mean so it, there is other ways to just kind of also do this and if you think about bmw yeah okay it's the right but it's also that something about the geekiness of the engineering the engine the engineering right so that also appeals to the alpha right this is a alpha yeah. right to me Correct. right so i mean how do you then uh do that personalization is what got apple going you know you can get it into 20 colors who thought we needed a orange <laughs> mac or whatever yeah. and they said yeah you on orange mac you can get a orange mac yes. the other the other thing to play on this kind of if you're in that group is customization yeah right so pick, pick the color you want for your yeah. handle pick the monogram you want yeah. customization is that becoming and for someone who wants the people. best in everything in life because this is your ultimate product yeah until you come with another ultimate product then it has to be for someone who wants the very best in life of everything लोग वेबसाइट से ऑर्डर कर सकते हैं नाम डाल के हां ये पहले पहले रेजर पे कर सकते तो कूल होगा ना Like the first one, the Sensi Smart. Sensi Smart, but no, no, yeah, cost. Its handle, eh, na, thoda. No, no, Instagram, so this person uses, right? That's the best. So Instagram, put on the key. I'm just thinking out loud, but maybe you don't want to put your first razor. Yeah, but see, that is on a very, it's a very high price point. Yeah. So this to me feels like more a tier three, tier four, rural penetration product, ninety nine. Yeah. Urban, urban males will be okay spending, I think. उंड 
clear emotional position right apart from the functional one this one is a tougher one right yeah. because it's right in the middle of stuff out there yeah okay now you may acknowledge you may not only your consumer acknowledges yes. it right because they actually share your video guess what right uh okay. like and hence this is a tougher one the prospects yeah, yeah this is a tougher one right. in my mind and if i want to think about what is it has to be an emotional meet there's the mckinsey <laughs> there cannot be a function to like getting there also right. you're right i think because uh, i agree uh, I, yeah. I i mean i don't 100% agree because there's still a huge pyramid in india on shaving mm-hmm. right as volume is still largely in the traditional dominant way but where i fully agree is i don't think in the current context versus gillette you're going to be really convince people here is such a clearly superior razor that i should shave right uh at best you'll kind of convince them i'm a priority trader and that's not going to be sufficient to move them because kind of it feels and looks yeah. the same right uh so it's got to be some personalized emotional payoff target audience kind of stuff which jelet does not do correct in india at least and to right. Shantanu, the interesting thing, going back to Vani's point, I was thinking a little bit more about this. See, here the dynamics of the category are very important. You're competing against a 80% market share player that has revolutionized and developed this category. category. Today, you know, the, the leader is equal to the category, right? So the first question any consumer will want to know is how does this proposition actually compare? Yeah. to the the market leader and without addressing it i wonder if you will lose the opportunity to sell here i think and that's just a question i was thinking of yeah, so there, yeah. the category See, is a very different category and one has to be practical about the nature of the category and what you're trying to actually end up uh, and you know to me a foundational question is how much of this emotion of shaving is for yourself versus the who are you trying to impress right mm. i think that's a mm. pampering i feel good that's why people go to barbers yeah. see the again my numbers are old but uh, the majority of indian men go to barbers, barbers yeah. Yeah. okay percent now here's the interesting thing about bar- barbers the average cost of getting shaved in a barber is significantly higher than using the most expensive gillette product mm-hmm. 
right uh, to share but take in mm. this entire experience. that's my mind yeah. space yeah. it's not yeah. only the experience yeah. it's also my mind space it's also my gossip space set of emotional dynamics which you create look uh, i think there is a and this is we are getting into a little bit of brand positioning kind yeah. of discussion uh, yeah. yeah. but that's a great just for the sake of it right um if you think of you the best a man can get a complete man it is about very masculine yeah. in terms of the approach yeah. of self as a man this is what i yeah. deserve this is what i wear this is what i get the shape is what i eat it's very central to me True. now on the on the bar for i think that the today morning i landed at 3 am i wanted to get here i wanted to shave in between i tried urban company great service but couldn't manage at 7:30 i wanted in there right Doesn't that I managed something on my own and came in UAL clear, right? Uh, it's for me. It's just being if the outer have to be presentable. That's all. Like it's not. It's a respect to where I'm going, but it's not the same for everyone. And hence, if you almost think of completely different path to this, so it is could be just the most efficient way to get to work. Yeah, right. Is one path, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and work from home has changed this dramatic. Like work from home is a, a world where eight twenty nine you are in bed, eight thirty you are on the Zoom call. Yeah. Right? It's a very different world. People are not used to that morning ritual anymore. You will be shocked at how many people just hate the morning ritual yeah. after COVID much more than they did. Yeah, yeah, they were because before. they true. because they got because used they, to a better morning ritual. They got two and a half years of not yeah. doing it, right? Yeah. And suddenly you have to do it all over again. It's a it's a bloody pain. Yeah. And unlike people are yes maybe and i don't think everybody enjoys the aspect of that morning ritual or discipline as much as we romanticize that feeling exactly. so one could be efficiency route the other could be a a very different route where you know this is the razor validated by the family yeah there's no sorry say that validated by the family yeah right is family there is a Yeah, maybe don't play in the same playground as Zulek, yeah. but we'll be fine. Uh, fine, yeah. you know, because functionally, we had this conversation. Oh, what? When did you launch the company? Twenty sixteen. Sixteen. We had the same conversation, right? So it's not like seven years later we are sitting and having the same conversation. So uh, just to we were at Mandar's house, uh, and we were chatting and we were saying, "I'm launching a single laser, and that's going to revolutionize." And we had this very animated conversation about, you know, that's a tough one, yeah. sort of. Uh, but it, it's truly that it's very hard to compete functionally. And then they keep upgrading. No, eight blades will come, seven will come. Now, what? Six and a half. People just they started like the yeah. number yeah. of blades. Yeah. So, Reza Pranos, thank you so much for all the all the feedback. I think super important to understand how the sales pitch can actually be and how you can actually sell and be in the mind of the consumer. So, I'm now going to try and get all the feedback, whether it is about what the consumer wants, being emotive, positioning of the brand, etc. And then I given that before I did shave you with the sensei smart thing, but now it's a do it yourself product. So next time you need to do it yourself. I'm going to sharpen the sales pitch for you um, as a sensei smart three, and let's see whether I've end of got it. My name is Shantanu Deshpande, and I'm the founder of Bombay Shaving Company. This is sensei smart three, a razor which I used on my head this morning, and the head is actually a very sensitive place to shave because there is no flesh on it. It's only skin and bone, but I have got zero cuts. Then yeah. my, you're a seventeen-year-old boy. Yes. Right? You are going to drive a car for the first time. Yeah. Next year, yeah. you're going to be able to drink yeah. with your father. 
yeah. your first date. Yeah. You are probably going to kiss a girl for the first time. Yeah. You have. I hope so. You are, your skin is important. Yeah. You also, you don't want to follow the herd. You yeah. want to use brands that you identify with, which are different, but you know you relate to. Yeah. Bombay Shaving Company is a younger, bigger, older brand, and this is Sensi Smart Three from our stable. It's far more sensitive on your skin. It takes care of, of all the sparse hair that you might have. It gives you smooth glowing finish. You feel that this is not something just say sata sat shave karke nikalna. Mm. This is something just say aap ek minute khud ko do, mm. and then you feel much better. You look good. You feel good. Become the best version of yourself. Ready for the world and become the man that you always dreamed of. Jawan lagi bhi. Jawan lagi bhi. Bodo bhi nahi. Also, the go climate ke baare mein you you feel a lot deeper than on than the older generations. Mm. There's a razor sharpening that comes with this razor. Is pe tum saath aur shaves ke baad just rub the razor upwards and you can elongate the life of the razor, giving you a lot more value, better for your profit, better for the planet. Use that is money. Ninety nine rupees. Ah, kya baat hai? Ninety nine rupees ka razor bhi hai and forty nine rupees ka cartridge. Oh wow! So your per shave cost, if you shave with one razor for even fifteen times, the per shave cost is under three or maybe three to three point two five rupees. So Great experience, great for your skin, and great way to get into the world of shaving to become the man you always aspired to be. Will you be a Sensi Smart Three user from today? Mujhe paats dena. One dozen. Is that a better piece? Yes, much better. Yes, much better. Much better. One minor piece. Better pass over here. Somewhere when you when you when start move from talking about the man, the young man, to talking about the product, say. And this is a razor designed for you, yeah. and then put doctor yeah. thing that the product designed for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially made, especially designed for people. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, people watching us are going to buy this product in bulk, by tens, hundreds, possibly even thousands, because they want to go and sell it and be razor runner of the year, razor runner of India. Final words of advice from each of you. We can actually go around the table. On not only just selling Sensi Smart Three, but how to become an entrepreneur by mastering the art of sales. Final, final words. We can actually go around the table. Chantan from your side. Selling can be fun. Enjoy it. Thank you. I think uh, selling is a two-way process. So make sure that you understand the consumer first and get feedback from time to time as you are in the process itself, so that you can meet the consumer's needs better. Your energy can be infectious, so whatever you do, show your passion and conviction, and don't worry about rejection. Keep going. Tomorrow you will sell more. Don't worry about rejection. It's such an important. Yes, I think uh, no matter what you want to do in life, whether you want to be a founder, an engineer, a product manager, I think having the ability to sell is useful in everything. So do it just just to learn uh, just to learn something new and. If you sell to enough number of people, you will guarantee learn something new. Awesome. Selling is fun. I mean, if you sell something to someone, when the money comes to you or checks it, the fun of it is fun. It's a good time for the first time. It's a good time for the first time. It's a good time for the first time. And it's also that it's a lot of failure. But it's the one who gets to learn from it. मेरे को नहीं लगता किसी और चीज से मिलता है सेलिंग तो सबको आनी चाहिए चाहे वो इंजीनियर हो चाहे सेल्स पर्सन हो चाहे सीईओ हो चाहे कोई भी हो सेलिंग सबको आनी चाहिए मेरे 
Rick, you focus on high-performing relationships. I think at the end of the day, if you can create win-wins, that's when true magic happens. Amazing. Guys, today has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being an amazing audience, for being guides, razor burners, razor gurus, as we call them internally. Arjun, as a board member, you have kind of helped us design this for, for more than a year now. Helped us with, uh, you know, a lot of the things that have come on this table are because of Arjun's kind of focused guidance with the team uh, and myself. Uh, but thank you so much for being candid, authentic, you know, genuine. And uh, I really hope that all the Razor Brunners will actually look at today's episode and actually go out and learn something. I think Razor and all is fine, but learn something about uh, sales. That, that all the best, better. guys. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.